Hey, it's me, Anthony Smith, back with you again on A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. I am your conductor of this train that is picking up steam. And as I always tell you, grab your ticket, get on board, and enjoy the ride. Well, hey, guess what? We got some more college score updates to bring you. Upsets, upsets, upsets. Better break out the Pepto-Bismol because there is going to be a lot of upsets to give you. Even right now as we speak, Tulsa's clinging on to an eight-point lead against UCF with a minute, seven seconds to go, and the play was just under review, and I believe that play stood. But hey, I'm not going to give away all the spoilers. If you want to know what's going on, you just have to tune in to this podcast. Episode number two of the day, giving you the scores and rundowns and highlights right here on A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. The show is coming up next, so stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode on a Saturday, two episodes in one day, and you talking about having a lot to tell you. As I speak, another ranked team goes down. Number 11, UCF has just lost on their home field to the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes, there is another team in the state of Oklahoma besides OU and Oklahoma State that plays football. Remind you, first game of the season between Tulsa and Oklahoma State, Tulsa actually had a lead in that game, but just couldn't hold on. So they go on the road, go to Orlando, Florida, take on the UCF Bulls, a program that has been in the spotlight for the last couple of years. But Tulsa has their number. Final score, Tulsa 34, UCF 26. Yes, there is going to be more where that comes from. Before I go on any farther, I want to send a serious shout out to a person that decides they want to support my podcast with a one-time donation, Bridget Conjira. I hope I pronounced that last name right. She has her own boutique, BJ's African Boutique. And I want to thank her for sponsoring this episode with her donation. Very much appreciated. So if you want to know how to reach her, Bridget Conjira, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Phone number is 816-694-4111. Or you can email her at BJ. K-O-N-G-I-R-A at gmail.com for BJ's African African Boutique. That's BK's African Boutique up in the Kansas City area. I was going to try to get her on the show, but she said just give the information. So this podcast episode is sponsored by BK's African Boutique. So Check her out. Once again, you can also reach her at 816-694-4111 or at bjkonjira at gmail.com. If I pronounced that wrong, she will definitely help me out with it. And I will also have the description in my description box as well, too. So let's get on with the show and see what we have going on today because there are some scores I given you earlier, but I'm back again because some games have just wrapped up. 
Uh, as you know, earlier today, Florida, number three, Florida knocked off South Carolina, 38 to 24. Also, TCU stuns Texas in Austin, 33 to 31. So I'm pretty sure Texas will be dropping from that number nine spot. Number 21, Tennessee beats Missouri 35 to 12. NC State goes into Pitt and knocks off the number 24 ranked Pittsburgh 30 to 29. And Texas goes, Texas A&M goes into Tuscaloosa to take on the tide of Alabama and comes up short. 52-24 final score, Alabama winning that one. Number 12, North Carolina hangs on, beats Boston College, 26-22. Number 15, Cincinnati, I'm sure they will be moving up in the polls. They knocked South USF, University of South Florida, 28-7. In a cakewalk, snooze fest of a game. Still waiting to see how long it's going to take, how much patience the folks in Lawrence is going to have with less miles. Oklahoma State knocks off Kansas 47-7. Memphis had fought back in this game, but once again, another American Athletic Conference team bites the dust in what would be considered an upset as SMU knocks off Memphis 30-27. Game that just ended that I just told you about. Tulsa goes to Orlando, Florida and knocks off University of Central Florida number 11th ranked University of Central Florida, 34-26. So right about now, the only team that's holding the banner up right now for the American Athletic Conference would be the University of Cincinnati. They definitely would have to run the table for that conference to even get consideration of a playoff spot. At best, they would probably be the uh, New Year's Six Bowl at best if they can run the table. Moving right along, this Arkansas team is no joke. Well, first of all, Georgia, the team that they played last week and made them change quarterbacks, knocks off Auburn. Number four, Georgia beats number seven, Auburn, 27 to six. Arkansas, maybe there is life down there in Arkansas. Pulling off the upset beating Mississippi State 21-14. On second down, Costello surveys, fires high, and it's going to be picked off. Intercepted by the Holmes. Going the other way for the touchdown. It's the Arkansas Razorbacks. Greg Brooks had it, and he scores on the pick six. a shallow crossing route coming from your right to the left and Costello didn't see out in front of the crossing receiver but threw a very poor pass to begin with. Brooks was just dropping into a zone. Empty backfield, Mitchell in motion. They'll fake the jet sweep action and Costello was tripped up. I think they're going to roll him down back in Mississippi State territory. More tip up. Franks play action. Wants it all. Has a man. Warren has it. 
Stopped inside the 10. It'll be first and goal for Arkansas. Martin Emerson. Marcus Murphy, number seven, gets nosy on the play-action pass. He's supposed to be as deep as the deepest in the two defenders. Another pump fake for Franks towards the end zone for an easy touchdown. Devion Warren, his first score of this season, and number 10 in white has something to celebrate about. And he tried to bounce it once again outside. Just a gain of a yard on second down. Franks retreats wide open to the end zone for the touchdown. The tight end, Hudson Henry. Some kind of coverage bust in the Mississippi State secondary, and the Hogs are rolling tonight. Costello off play action, close it, and it's going to be intercepted. Once again, Fouché, second pick of the night. Third interception for K.J. Costello. That one enormous to start our fourth quarter. Would be the defender that's affected by that play action pass, and he simply wasn't. Number seven continued to get depth. And as a quarterback, you have to feel that more than you see it. And you don't see a clean look, then that ball has to go out of bounds or it has to go elsewhere. And Fouché did a really nice job. One step. And there you have highlights of Arkansas knocking off Mississippi. Once again, final score up. 21-14. How about this? Number 18, Oklahoma, looking to rebound after their loss last week to Kansas State. Well, how did that turn out? Let's find out. highlights 
from Oklahoma, Iowa State. Well, another team final score of that game was 37-30. Iowa State pulls off the upset. It's safe to say that Oklahoma going into the game ranked 18th. Pretty sure next week they won't be ranked. Which leads to my next question. It's the Red River Shootout next Saturday. Safe bet to say that game has already lost its luster. OU Texas, both teams come in off of losses. And quite frankly, it's a must-win game for both of them. Right now, OU can probably hang up their hopes of a playoff spot. Texas, most likely, playing for Tom Herman's job. Another team that's looking to bounce back after a loss took their show on the road. It's very interesting how you lose a game at home and then you have to take your show on the road for a bounce back game. Well, number 20 LSU went to Vanderbilt. And let's see how that turned out. Well, it looks like those highlights aren't going to come up for us. Anyway, I can go ahead and tell you, number 20 LSU routes Vanderbilt 41-7. to Another game that went final, the number one ranked Clemson Tigers playing host to the Virginia Cavaliers. And they were not a gracious host as they knocked off the Virginia Cavaliers by the final score of 41-23. So there you have the scoring roundup basically of the top 25. What I'm going to do here is I am going to slide in a word from my sponsor and when I come back I'm going to get you ready for tomorrow's NFL games. Tomorrow is Sunday. There have been some postponements as we speak right now. So stay tuned. A Transports Talk Podcast. I'll be back once again after this word from my sponsor. Welcome back and I'm here to get you ready for the NFL. Somewhat so to speak, basically I'm going to give you NFL news because there has been some news So, in case you haven't heard, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans game has been rescheduled for October 25th. The game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans, which was was postponed from Sunday after an outbreak of positive coronavirus tests within the Titans organization, has been rescheduled for week 7 on October 25th at 1 p.m. The Steelers at Baltimore Ravens game will move from October 25th to November 1st at 1 p.m. Eastern. Week 8 had been the bye week for both Pittsburgh and Baltimore. You need to be flexible, Ravens coach John Harbaugh said. This is the year for that. You just don't worry about it. I do believe and understand the league has the best interest at heart. And everybody has to do what they have to do. The NFL announced schedule changes Friday after 
two more Titans players tested positive for COVID-19, a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter. This brought the total to a combined 13 players and team personnel who have tested positive for the Titans this week. An additional member of the organization outside linebackers coach Shane Bowen tested positive Saturday. Officials from the NFL and the NFL Players Association are in Nashville to check into the spread of the coronavirus on the team. Sources told ESPN confirming a report by NFL Network. Also on Friday in a memo obtained by ESPN, the NFL announced it was extending daily testing indefinitely, including during bye weeks. When asked if moving the Steelers game back a week impacted his team, Harbaugh said, we don't care, echoing the words of Steelers coach Mike Tomlin earlier this week. I appreciate that quote from Coach Tomlin. That was well put. Tickets for the original date of the Steelers at Titans game will be honored on October 25th, according to the Titans. The Minnesota Vikings, who lost to the Titans 31-30 on Sunday, have had no positive results in coronavirus testing. Their facility reopened Thursday, and they are scheduled to play the Texans in Houston on Sunday. So that's bringing you up to date on some changes that have been made due to the outbreak. And we move right along. New England Patriots QB Cam Newton tests positive for COVID-19. New England Patriots quarterback Cam Newton has tested positive for the coronavirus and is out for the team's week four game against the Kansas City Chiefs. League sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter and Field Yates. Last night, we received notice that a Patriots player tested positive for COVID-19. The player immediately entered self-quarantine, the Patriots said in a statement Saturday. Several additional players, coaches, and staff who have been in close contact with the player received point-of-care tests this morning and all were negative for COVID-19. The NFL said in a statement Saturday that there were positive COVID-19 tests on both teams. The league is not expected to determine the game's day and time until it receives more test results Sunday, sources told Schefter. One source also told Schefter, as of now, it's Monday, but it could easily be Tuesday. The Patriots had a virtual team meeting on Saturday night, and the players were told, pending negative test results, the current plan is to play the Chiefs on Monday, sources told ESPN's Diane Rossini. All other Patriots team test results came back negative Saturday night, a source told Schefter. The NFL still needs to get the Chiefs test results, a source told Schefter. But this was what the league needed and wanted to see after a chaotic day in New England. Chiefs practice squad quarterback Jordan Tiamu tested positive, a source told ESPN, confirming an NFL network report. Tiamu serves as Kansas City's scout team quarterback and played the role of Newton in preparation for this week's game. With Newton out, the Patriots will need to find a new starting quarterback. Veteran Brian Hoyer has served as the Patriots' number two quarterback through the first three weeks of the season and 2019 fourth-round 
draft choice, Jarrett Stidham, has been third on the depth chart. This marks the first time this season that the Patriots have been affected by the coronavirus. Up to this point, they hadn't played they hadn't placed a player on the reserve COVID-19 list. Coach Bill Belichick had previously said that the Patriots, who have who also have quarterback Jake Dolagala on the practice squad, are fortunate to have good depth at the position. Newton has been one of the Patriots' top performers during the team's 2-1 start. He's 62 of 91 for 714 yards with two touchdown passes and two interceptions and has added 35 rushes for 149 yards and four touchdowns. Earlier this week, with news of Tennessee Titans' coronavirus outbreak, Belichick has said, we monitor everything every day. We don't when there's a problem or something comes up somewhere else. We do it on a daily basis and make everyone aware because this is everybody. It's not just players, it's players and coaches and staff and everybody else. If we can do something better, then we talk to them about how we can do it better. So we try to monitor it the best we can. And we, I think, are pretty vigilant with all of us. So there you have it, the report on Cam Newton and him testing positive for the coronavirus and what the Patriots are doing at the quarterback position. So question mainly is, who starts? Will it be Brian Hoyer? Will it be Jarrett Stidham? How close is that race between number two and number three spot? Remains to be seen. I'm pretty sure they're going to go with the veteran, Brian Hoyer, when they lace it up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Also, in other NFL-related news, Arizona Cardinals' DeAndre Hopkins is a game-time decision versus the Carolina Panthers. Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins will be a game-time decision Sunday against the Carolina Panthers, Coach Cliff Kingsbury said Friday afternoon. Hopkins has been dealing with an ankle injury that kept him out of practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. He is officially listed as questionable for Sunday. He's been working through it, and there has been progress, but I don't think we'll know until Sunday, Kingsbury said. So we'll see how he feels, and if he can go, he'll go. But we don't want to put him out there. It's early in the year if he isn't feeling his best. Kingsbury said he didn't know more about what the exact issue is with Hopkins' ankle. Some sort of ankle issue that has progressed, but not sure if it has to the point where he can do what he does on Sundays, Kingsbury said. And that's what we've got to figure out over the next 48 hours. Hopkins has developed a reputation for being durable throughout his eight-year career, missing just two of 115 career games. Hopkins leads the NFL with 32 receptions and 356 yards this season. Kingsbury also said wide receiver Christian Kirk will be a game-time decision. He missed last week's loss to the Detroit Lions with a groin injury, suffered in Week 2 against the Washington football team, and is questionable for Sunday. Cornerback Dre Kirkpatrick is working through a head injury that he suffered during Thursday's practice, and that led to him appearing 
on Thursday's injury report. Kingsbury said the team will evaluate Kirkpatrick over the next two days. Safeties Chris Banjo and Buddha Baker were both ruled out of the Panthers game. So there you have some more NFL updates. So what I am going to do right here, I'm going to go ahead and take another break. When I come back, I'll have some more news for you. So stay tuned. A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Once again, before I go to this break, I want you to know that this podcast here is sponsored by Bridget Conjira. Phone number 816-694-4111. Also at bjcongria at gmail.com for BK's African Boutique up there in the Kansas City area. So if you're in that area, hit her up by phone, hit her up by email. Let her know you heard it right here on A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. I'm pretty sure she will appreciate your business. I appreciate her support of this podcast with a one-time donation. So check her out. So now I'm going to go ahead and take a break. When I come back, I'll have some more. So stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. We're still building up steam. So as I return, I want to kind of look at one conference in particular because it's a Power Five conference and how the landscape of that conference after today has after today has drastically changed. The Big Twelve is a Power Five conference. Oklahoma's been fortunate enough to get a berth in the college football playoffs. However, the way it's looking, the Big 12 might not have a representative this year. First thing you ask yourself is, Texas is ruling after a loss to a winless TCU team. They just squeaked by Texas Tech the week before. And this loss is not a good loss. OU is now on a two-game skid and not in the right direction. The Big 12 definitely looks strange when you look at the standings, which I do not have before me. But right now, at the top of your standings, is Kansas State University, who secured a win against Texas Tech today. That's right, the same Texas Tech team that took Texas down to the wire a week ago. Baylor took on West Virginia and West Virginia pulled out that victory if I'm correct 
So where does the Big 12 go? What happens, hypothetically, now, now let's say K-State runs the table? Well, you also have to consider there's an Oklahoma State team that hasn't lost a game. So could they be in the runnings for the Big 12 championship and possibly a berth in the college football playoff? Well, keep in mind, Oklahoma State still has yet to play Texas OU. Texas can't afford to lose next week's game against OU because I believe that game has waiting in the balance the future of their coach, Tom Herman. And the only way Texas can save Tom Herman's job is they have to beat OU and win out. But now, looking at the Big 12 and the way it's shaping up, Iowa State could possibly be building up ahead of steam, yet they had a bad loss. K-State had their bad loss against Arkansas State. So right now, the Big 12 is in one big mess with the only team that has a shot at making a legitimate push for the college football playoff would be Oklahoma State. However, with the losses mounting up, where would the quality wins come from? So let's play it like this. Oklahoma State goes undefeated. Would they get in over a one-loss SEC team? Would they get in over a one-loss ACC team, which now also has Notre Dame playing in the ACC, and they have a right to play for the ACC championship? One thing I can say is all I can do is talk about sports on my podcast. I'm glad I'm not part of that 13-member committee that has to figure all this junk out because this is worse than trying to figure out algebra, calculus, and trigonometry. So, the way it's shaping up, and if Clemson keeps on winning, and if Notre Dame keeps on winning, and depending on how the season plays out with this pandemic going on, there's the possibility that you could possibly see maybe two ACC teams in. That also depends on what happens in the Big Ten. Should Ohio State go undefeated? Based on their schedule, they have a chance of running their conference schedule until they play the conference championship. So you're looking at possibly Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. Who would be the fourth team? Unfortunately, the way the Big 12 is looking and knocking each other off and teams being upset, it's going to look awful strange next week when the rankings come out. 
to see OU outside of the top 25 and possibly Texas knocked down to at least well let's hypothetically say if they keep Texas in the rankings I project them to come in at 24-25 you'll see teams like K-State inch into the rankings Iowa State might get consideration for some rankings but granted they've had a bad loss against Louisiana the Raging Cajun of course that loss looks to be a pretty decent loss now because the Raging Cajun last I checked were still undefeated So there's a lot to go into these decision makings and who's going to go where and it just looks pretty bleak right now for the Big 12 to get get a representative in the college football playoff. I wouldn't hang my hat on Oklahoma State because like I say, they still have yet to play Texas. They still have yet to play OU. And this could be the year that they beat both teams in the same season. It remains to be seen, but how good would those wins look to the committee? With that being said, I don't have much more. Thank you for tuning in to this short podcast. I just want to bring you up to date on some more college scores, especially centered around the top 25, give you a little bit of NFL news. Tomorrow, I shall be back with another podcast section as I give you updates and highlights from the NFL. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your conductor, Anthony Smith, signing off, saying take care of yourself and each other and have a wonderful weekend.